What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding Wild Black. Y'all, I know it's been a minute. It's been quite some time since I've dropped a new episode. With the holidays, with me catching the worst cold of my life, as you can hear, I'm still a little under the weather, but I'm back. You know, I'm back with you guys. I want to continue sharing your stories. I want to continue my project therapy in the black community because we're not done. You know, it's it has not been completed quite yet, um, but I'm really happy that I'm able to continue because y'all, it has been one major roller coaster, man. Um, can't even lie to you. But here we are. I'm alive. I'm well, and happy New Year. Okay, we're starting the year off right because we're back in action. We're back to exceeding while being black. And we're going to continue doing just that. So this is to um, everybody that has lost someone or who have just been going through the motions in this holiday season. Um, I know everybody has not had the best holiday season, but I hope that your year gets better. Um, I hope that this year is prosperous for you that you found love, you find your purpose, you find excellence in being yourself and being authentically yourself. Um, And just continue to grow. You know, this year is about growth. This year is about cleansing um, from people, from things that aren't being a positive motivation for you. So I just hope that you guys have a successful 2023 and we're going to get started with this episode. So what's up, Malcolm? Hey, so thank you for allowing me to uh, ask you questions just about therapy and about your experience and your obstacles. Um, today has actually kind of been a sad day, you know, um, seeing how DJ Twitch committed suicide. And I don't know, it's just kind of it kind of made what I'm doing even more important, um, especially pertaining to black men and their mental health mm-hmm. and just just therapy all mm-hmm. in all because you never know what somebody else is going through. You never know um, what's happening in somebody else's life. You know, we all have the, I guess, the starter of conversations of how are you, you know, and people's response is automatically I'm good. Mm-hmm. And it's not. <laughs> and sometimes I just feel like it's just something to say, you know, um, because you're like, do they even really care? <laughs> you know, they're asking you these questions, but is it even really important? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm really happy that you decided to come on here and share your story, share your story. So my first question to you is what made you start therapy? What made me start therapy? Um, I think we talked about this earlier, but. Um, growing up in my household, my mom, first off, you know, was diagnosed with bipolar and schizophrenia at a young age, at a young age for me, or actually before I was born. So when I came into this world, um, it was, it, there was no stigma about mental health in the household. And also too, um, considering how some of those, uh, diagnoses could be, uh, genetic. Um, there was kind of a high vigilance or some high alert around my emotional and mental state throughout a lot of my adolescence and teenage years. 
And so if ever there was a, a concern or a question about how I was doing emotionally or mentally, um, there wasn't really a hesitation to, to call a therapist or a counselor or, mm-hmm. or arrange some time with a school counselor. So at, at a young age, I learned how important it is to be able to have a professional to talk to about your, your emotional health and your, your mental health. Right. And um, since I had learned that at an old age, now as an adult, as I'm dealing with, you know, higher levels of stress and anxiety from work, relationship, and just other life things, um, th- there's really no hesitation to call, a, you know, call my therapist and uh, schedule some time um, or just set up. Uh, typically these days I just set up three or four um, therapy sessions at a time mm-hmm. and then uh, – go to those and then take a break and then go back. So at, at this point, um, I just kind of go regularly. I try to go at least eight months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for you, it kind of seems like you were already introduced to therapy. You know, therapy was kind of something that you were just led to, in a sense, even though it wasn't necessarily um, about you, you know, it was just kind of like because of what your mom was dealing with, because of your experience in that and being able to deal with your emotions in a way that maybe most black men today or even at the age that you were when you started did not have, you know, because I speak to a lot of um, individuals who have just said, yeah, my parents or my grandparents or my friends even didn't know anything about therapy, didn't understand Mm -hmm. Um, why therapy was necessary. Mm-hmm. So what were the kind of benefits for you when it came to therapy? Uh, at a young age or now? Or both. I guess both. Okay, mm-hmm. so at a, at a young age, um, really just having, knowing that I have someone there <clears throat> to talk to who's not going to judge me or project anything, any of their emotions on me, um, you know, as a teenage boy living with a single mom, I mean, my father was very present in my life, but I spent a majority of my time and I lived in a household with my mom. And so there are things that I just can't talk to her about or don't feel comfortable talking to her about because as a mother and as my provider and nurturer, she's going to project whatever fear or whatever emotion she feels about what I'm telling her onto me. And, and I don't, I, I didn't know the words at the time, but I, it's, I'm not getting objective information of, of how to process these things on my own. So I'll say at a young age, it helped me kind of develop some discernment and thinking for myself because at a young age and now, therapists aren't, I, I haven't gotten, I wouldn't say I've gotten advice from therapists, but it's more so they know how to ask questions to kind of guide you to mm-hmm. your own conclusion. And then they empower you to, to live in that and, and, and understand your truth. And then also validate what your truth and your emotions are. So mm-hmm. at a young age and still now, mm-hmm. I think one of the, the most important things that I get from therapy is emotional validation. And then also some type of framework or tools to assess how I'm feeling when I don't have them to speak to. Um, and, and so that way, as I, if I'm presented with a particular set of emotions or a response mm-hmm. or something makes me feel a way, the next time I'm presented with it, I have the experience of the conversation that I had with my therapist um, to, to kind of guide my thoughts towards a conclusion of how I'm going to respond. And then the last thing I'll say, this is actually a more recent insight, 
mm-hmm. is uh, my therapist this year, one of one of the big things that I've been reflecting on as we're moving into the new year is he pointed out to me that I'm there, there are a lot of situations and things where I'm seeking some type of external validation or I'm deriving my value from something that's outside of me. In this Ooh. example, we can use money or we can use women, which I know I, I feel like just from my friends that I have and the conversations that we have and the rap music and the culture, I think a lot of black men struggle with that, deriving yeah. our value from how much money we can earn and how many women we can have sex with. And that's not healthy for anyone. And mm. so once that was pointed out to me, and with that awareness, it gave me an opportunity to begin to look elsewhere for that value or that validation that I'm looking for, and rather than looking outside, at least looking within. Now, it's not easy, and I can't say that I found it, but I will say that knowing that my value and validation is not attached to how much money I have or how many women I can sleep with has given me a tremendous amount of confidence and in turn, which has attracted both more money and women. Oh, yes. Yes. I was just speaking with, um, I was just speaking with another individual who was basically telling me because he's been in therapy and he's been talking about healing and expressing himself, all that for years. Right. And he was telling me how in therapy, how he discovered the tools, you know, how he discovered how to express his emotions and, you know, to to understand exactly what he's feeling in that moment, you know, right. because cause we were talking about how women kind of already know in a sense, you know what I'm saying? We already are very understanding of our emotions, mm-hmm. whereas men, they're not, they're not tapped into it as much. So it's wonderful to even hear you, you know, say that and be able to analyze yourself in that way, you know, because most, most men do not, and they still struggle with that. And like you said, they're more, you know, fascinated about how much money they can get and how many women, you know, they can impress and all that. But well, I think beautiful. I think it's learned behavior. Uh, yeah. I have again, I I have the the, the benefit. I wouldn't say the misfor- the the fortune or misfortune, but the circumstances of of my my upbringing um required me to just have a heightened level of self-awareness and and constantly check in on my emotional state to make sure that i'm not experiencing um any acute symptoms of of any type of diagnosis you know what i'm saying yeah for sure but and without that training or without any model or without without any thought and and based off the way that the culture is and and what we consume about ourselves that's what we're taught is important about Mm -hmm. us Exactly, exactly. And that's why I do believe that therapy and just understanding yourself better and and realizing your own passions and your own beliefs, you know, is super important because a lot of things that we have learned that our parents have taught us was because of what their parents taught us, which is I shouldn't say is wrong, but <laughs> this needs to be tweaked. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. This needs to be tweaked a little bit. So definitely things that we need to unlearn and kind of just make our own path, you know, make our own rules in a sense. So besides tapping in with your emotions and understanding yourself better, what what would what would be the importance of other black men seeking therapy? Um, well I remember um like I said I Therapy was very common in the household growing up, but as I mm-hmm. went out on my own and went to college, I, I didn't necessarily uh, go to therapy or, or do anything like that. Um, I, I 
felt like it was like, oh, okay, well, you know, I went to college, I have my degree, I have a job, I'm okay, things are okay. Um, but um, privately, I was dealing with emotions and and things and and the 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 coping mechanisms that I chose weren't the healthiest. And I and I'll just open up because it may may help someone. But um, I I I I felt like I. Um, actually, I'm I'm sorry, I can't, <laughs> I can't, no, but ultimately, ultimately, um, I, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thinking. Can you ask the question once more? Oh, no, yes, you're, you're fine. Um, why do you think it's more important for, other than the emotions and understanding yourself better, that other black men seek therapy? I see. Okay, yeah, so first off, as a black man, um, or just as a man, period, there's always a lot of weight, always a lot of pressure, um, and 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 kind of a responsibility to support those around you, right? Like I, I feel like across the board, um, for the good or for the bad, a lot of men take that upon themselves, and 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 again, I kind of feel like that's the nature of a man to to want to handle business and take care of things that are going on around you, but if you're pouring into everyone else's cup and there's no one there to pour into you, or you're expecting just one human being who's not a professional in this example of a heterosexual relationship will mm-hmm. will say like a lot of men expect women to be their emotional therapist and their emotional coach, uh, but, but women aren't professionals either. And to your point, they may not have the healthiest, you know, depending on who you're with, they may not have the healthiest frame of reference for that. So I'll say that it's important for men in general, uh, but specifically black men, to seek therapy, A, because we talked about earlier on this call some of the programming that we have about ourselves that could be detrimental to ourselves and those around us. So Mm -hmm. to to become more aware of that and unlearning that, but also, too, what I've learned is since I know that I have a person to go to who I can trust, and also I'll say I think it's very important as a black man to go see a black male psychologist just because I've, I've seen white women, I've seen white men, I've seen black women, but as hard as they try, it's, it's just difficult for them to understand the, the experience, the perspective, the thoughts, the emotions, the actions. Um, and so specifically now that I have a black male psychologist, not only am I getting the type of validation that I need, but mm-hmm. also just speaking to an older black man, who has been through some of the things that I have, am going through, especially as it relates to my professional career, um, and hearing how he coped with it is is really healthy. But I'll wrap up my point by getting back to your question and saying that it's important to talk to other people so that you have space to hold for the people who you care about and the people who you're supporting. And also, too, if you're just holding on to all of these things or oppressing all these things, then Though, and you don't understand how to express them healthily, then that's where the violence comes from. That's where you, you don't know how to you're, – you're frustrated with yourself. You're frustrated with everyone else because you feel misunderstood. And, yeah. and that's where the violence comes from. So it's important to, to be able to get the tools to understand how you're feeling, to express how you're feeling. And so I'll even say in, in my, my romantic relationships, honestly, my relationships across the board, work, romantic, friendship, platonic, all of that, my relationships have improved because I'm aware of how I'm feeling at most times. And I, when it's appropriate, 
I know how to express how I'm feeling. And mm-hmm. also, too, what I'm learning in, 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 in therapy is when it's appropriate to express how you're feeling because it's not always appropriate in that time. But since I have the space within myself that's been created for me expressing myself and understanding myself and reflecting, then I, can, I don't even have to react in that moment. I can just note, hmm, that made me feel a certain way, but this may not be the time to bring that up. Maybe I'll bring this up a little bit later once whomever I'm engaging with is in a different place or, or the circumstances are a little bit different. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So with you seeing um, a black male psychologist, um, I, I want to ask you, so did you ever, obviously you had to switch therapists or um, have a different, you know, transition. How was that for you? Because I know a lot of people, not even just black men, but just a lot of individuals have a hard time trying to find the therapist that's best for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I I was talking to this, this one person who is basically saying, Finding a therapist is basically like dating. You know what I'm saying? You have, to, you have to date around and you have to find the perfect person for you. So, um, you say that you you found that, and how did you even how did you even come about? You know, your black male psychologist. Um, so, I mean, I uh, have a brand called Lifted Clothing Company, and one of the things that we do is we have a discussion series um, called Meeting of the Minds, and the very first one that we hosted was actually about mental health and protecting your peace. And funny enough, it was held in January of 2020. So this was right before all of COVID happened. We had this really grounding conversation about steps that you can take to protect your peace when things around you get chaotic. And then next thing you know, March 2020, it got chaotic as hell. (laughs) (laughs) But but one of the things that they discussed, that we discussed in that conversation is that that exact process of finding a therapist is similar to dating, but um, it was a resource that was presented to me called Psychology Today. So mm-hmm. you could go to Psychology Today and and enter and, and search for therapists based on whatever criteria that you want. Um, I specifically was able to look for black you know black psychologists, male psychologists in this area, in this age group, things like that. Um, so that was the tool that I used to find the list of of uh, psychologist who I was interested in. Um, and then from there, I just called, I called each one of them and, and kind of had, well, I'll say some of the, some of the, the, uh, some of the therapists will have like an intake process that you have to do it. And it, and it can be time consuming. Um, I don't want people to get discouraged from that though. Cause I feel like it's very important. Like we, I, mm-hmm. I take I, the way that I looked at, it, I take time to, call women and make dates. I can make, I can take time to call therapists and figure out who's going to be here to emotionally support me as a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, so one important thing about that though, is, is having some type of awareness of what it is that you want, like go like in, in, and men will understand this. Typically we're, we're goal driven, we're objective driven and, and we move off of whatever the, the, the end outcome is. And so since I knew what it was that I wanted and I knew what it was that I was feeling that I didn't want to feel anymore, it was easy for me to find that based off of the conversations that I was having with the therapist. But that's also a learning process too, right? And and there may be, before I found the therapist that I had now, I had two different therapists where it just like, you know, I did maybe six to eight sessions with them and really just recognized, I was like, I don't think for, for def- different reasons, I was like, this just isn't, you know, I appreciate where you've gotten me. 
but it's time for me to, you know, move on to someone else and seek, you know, a different type of counsel. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much like dating in the sense of like you, you, you go into it knowing what your objective is. Um, If you don't Mm -hmm. have an objective, just understand at the very least figuring out what it is that you want and need in a therapist. Um, And then once you have an idea of what it is that you want, uh, then you, you know, use, use a different, use tools. Uh, Some, some people's companies, my company also offers like a database of healthcare professionals or or mental health professionals. But the one that I'm most familiar with is uh, psychology today. One thing to note, too, I feel like some people may talk themselves out of going to therapy because they think the cost is too much. Yeah. Um, I have two points to say about that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a lot of conversations about making investments in financial assets. And I'm a financial person. So I, I work in finance, so I understand the importance of that. But what I'll say is that money, stocks, businesses, none of those are going anywhere. And, and, and you can acquire as much of that as you want. But if you're not in a mental, a healthy mental space, you could very easily lose it all, right? So my point there is that it's an important investment to make. But also, too, when you speak to your therapist or the people who you're thinking about taking you on as a client, ask them if they have a sliding scale. Let them know what your financial situation is. It's okay to do that, and, and they may be able to work with you. Yes, Jens, thanks for that, Malcolm, because I know a lot of people – um, really need that, you know, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to therapy, because therapy is not cheap, <laughs> you know, right. especially depending on your insurance. So mm-hmm. that is definitely a gem. And so I, I, I heard you say about, you know, it's therapy has helped with, you know, your relationships and um, your work relationships and basically all across the board. So I know you got homeboys, you know what I'm saying? I know you got homeboys and y'all talk, has your, has your relationships with them about therapy and the discussions that y'all have, has that improved in a sense of you, you know, of y'all talking about y'all emotions more or talking about, you know, your mental health state or therapy even? Uh, yeah. So funny enough, I mean, a lot of my friends, um, I, I, you know, hang, tend to hang out with like-minded people. Um, and, and a lot of my friends already are, are, you know, seeking some type of therapy, but I will say it was a, it was a conversation that I was having with a friend of mine who, I was I was toying around with the idea of finding a black male psychologist, but didn't necessarily want to put the action behind it. But a conversation that I was having with him over a chess game um, really kind of gave me that nudge that I needed to, um, you know, take the action because he was talking about, he was talking about how great his black male psychologist was. And so uh, the conversations with with the like-minded friends have changed, but also too my friends who you know don't currently go to therapy or don't. Like they they've known me for some time and they've known they've seen a lot of different sides of me and and not only my guy friends but my my women platonic friends too are just saying wow like there's such a difference in how you are how you move how you communicate um, and and it's encouraging some of them to take steps to go and get therapy because they 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 see they they I'm I'm an example of what a couple of years in therapy can, can, can do you. And I'm saying not everyone has that example or not everyone is willing to open up about what they're, you know, what they're using to improve themselves. But um, ultimately the, the conversations that I have with my male friends who go to therapy about the emotions that we're feeling are Mm -hmm. a lot more healthy because we're not, first off, 
we're, 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 if I'm in a place to where I'm not feeling rational, I'm going to call someone who I feel is rational to get some sound advice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because that's another thing, too. After a certain age, really, if you don't have a solid group of guys around you, it can be really difficult to, to, to navigate the world as a, mm-hmm. as a man. You know what I'm saying? Especially as a black man, because again, I hate to point back to it, but just so many of the, of the images that we see of ourselves and the behavior that is modeled about how we should, you know, behave to be accepted in our culture mm-hmm. is is just unhealthy. And and I I get the whole thing of not following the crowd and being a leader and, and all of that. And and I'm not a crowd follower, but I would be lying if I said that there weren't times in my life where I felt insecure because I'm not this super hyper-masculine, super violent man. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, just, just being able to, again, when, when you have the tools to express how you're feeling and, 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 uh, um, kind of break down how you're feeling if you're talking to another man who is in a similar position or you know is at, at your age level and and you all can both you can hear his thoughts about how he's breaking down what's going on or he can say oh yeah I've been in this situation and I broke it down this way and I I I did this and this is what happened then you know the conversations just get deeper and basically we can provide a, a deeper level of emotional support for one another which is not common a lot of the times, oh yeah, man. I'm ha- oh, I- I'll give you an example. Before therapy in college, you might be having problems with a girl. Your homeboy just, man, that's that girl. All these other girls out here, you don't got to blah blah blah. <laughs> but you know now, and I'm sure it comes with maturity too. Right. But now the conversations are a little different. Like, oh, you're having a problem with that? Okay, well, I mean, what? Why do you feel that way? Like, is is that something within you, or is it something that she's doing? You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so the the conversations are. are or like I said, just a, a little bit more of deeper emotional support. Right. And do you feel that therapy also allows you, like once you are able to get the tools and express your emotions more and just maneuver in life a little bit better, that now you've been, become more of your authentic self, you know, like you become <clears throat> more safe and just have a better version of yourself as a man in a sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, well, you just feel lighter because, yeah. you know, like you feel, you feel, you feel seen, you feel heard, mm-hmm. um, you feel validated, you feel mm-hmm. supported. Um, and, and all of those things really, uh, can fill your confidence cup. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and now also too, another, one of the reasons why I thought therapy is because, I recognized that there was a period of my life um, when I decided to stop drinking and smoking and all of that stuff and really just have a clear mind and be sober for an extended amount of time. I recognized that I was spending a lot of time thinking about problems from within or just trying to figure shit out on my own, and it Mm -hmm. felt like I was hitting my head up against the wall, right? And so in my mind, I recognized that we only have so much mental capacity, and it felt like you know, as a as an entrepreneur, as a creative person, it felt like I was wasting mental space hitting my head up against these internal problems that I was having. And mm-hmm. so I was like, let me go ahead and talk to someone about this and figure this out so that I have more space for creativity. Right. And uh, 
it's funny that you talk about smoking and drinking because a lot of people, they always ask you, well, you have to have a vice. You know, people that don't do anything, it's just kind of like, what? You don't right. That's right. weird. And it's right. like, why do you have to have a vice? You know what I'm saying? You have to have a vice because you're trying to, you're, you're, you're trying to suppress something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Suppress your or emotions. escape. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's beautiful that you recognize that within yourself, you know, and just kind of like, wait, no, I need to work on the things that are happening internally. Mm-hmm. You know, cause a lot of, a lot of men, they don't, you know, they just go straight to the bottle or mm-hmm. just go straight to roll up something, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's unhealthy without even realizing it because it has been so common, you know, such a common thing nowadays. Um, So what, how, why do you think that therapy now, because I'm starting to hear it more often, you know, it was just a few years ago where you heard nothing about therapy. You -hmm. You didn't hear anything about, you know, person's mental health, um, people seeking therapy, none of that. Why do you think that, it has become such a, I don't want to call it a trend, but uh, so common nowadays. And why do you think it was looked down upon so many years in the black community of people not seeking therapy or people seeking therapy? Yeah, I'll answer your second question first. I think the the reason why there was a stigma, a couple of reasons, but I think the bottom line is the cost, right? Like mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, generations before us, and not everybody, but a majority of African-American-born people who lived in America before now or before the generation, before our parents, did not have the money to do that. They they had to put food on the table, and they had to figure out how to keep the lights on and shit like that. And and I that, that's the narrative that's portrayed, right? And, and I've... I've done research on the economics of black households and I can't quote numbers, but the, the overwhelming majority of people just simply did not have the money to do it. Right. And so at that point, when you're in survival mode, you're not thinking about how to better yourself. You're thinking about how to survive. And so there may, uh, as to why it was a stigma, I can't, I, I don't know if it was a stigma or not. I can't say, I think it just was black people or people period can, have the tendency to other or demonize something that they don't have access to or they cannot understand. So I think that's where that came from. People didn't have the money to afford the luxury of taking care of their mental health. And you could even say that people didn't have the luxury to take care of their physical health. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother thing. Um, And so the reason why it happened or is, is important now is because, I mean, shit, look at us, bro. This shit is tough. Like, it is really, <laughs> really hard to be a human being these days. I'm serious. It is so yeah. hard. Like, and not a black, I don't care, black, white, man, woman, purple, yellow. It is hard to be a human being in 2022 yeah. um, emotionally because we have so much information coming at us at all times, and all of the information is designed to evoke some type of emotional response out of us, whether we know it or not. But the news, social media, all of that stuff is designed to make us respond emotionally. And you know why? We're addicted to emotions. We're addicted to brain chemicals. So mm-hmm. we have all of these, these, these substances, whether it be drugs, alcohol, Instagram, the news, porn, all of these things 
that are just manipulating our brain chemistry and making us feel all types of ways on top of just the shit that's going on in the world, bro. Like, mm-hmm. we were just stuck in the house for two years. You know what I'm saying? They're, now yeah. they're talking about inflation. Now they're talking about recession, projecting all this fear onto us after we've just been isolated for two years. Um, all of those things are emotionally taxing, and, and it's good. It's, I, I, it, you can call it a trend. You can call it what you want. It's good that therapy is being accepted because the alternative is us killing each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I agree 100%. And it was a conversation that I was having with one of my friends um, not too long ago, actually. And we were just talking about the music of today. Uh You know, everything that we're listening to when you hear all these rappers, and I'm not even just talking about male rappers now. I'm talking about females, too. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, right. (laughs) This nigga ain't shit. You know, she ain't shit. But it's just like, bro, like, at the end of the day, where is the positivity? You know, we're putting all this negative stuff into our brains, you know, and then we go into relationships or we go into, you know, friendships or whatever it is with this mindset of, oh, nah, you ain't shit. I already know it. You know what I'm saying? Just like right. without even getting to know another person, without right. even realizing what the other person has already been through, you mm. know, in this crazy, crazy world. So I definitely agree with the things that we're seeing and just Mm -hmm. being involved in right now is pretty crazy, you know, and a lot of people, they don't, I don't know if they don't deem it as such, so let me not say that, but I do think that they don't, they don't think it's as important about what they're putting into their minds, bodies, and spirits. Absolutely. (laughs) So, yes, I agree with you 100%. Um, so what advice would you give other black men who are skeptical about seeking therapy? Uh, skeptical about seeking therapy. Skeptical about seeking therapy. Uh, I mean, as I, as I stated, if, if you're skeptical and, and, and you don't, I, I'm not really big on trying to force people to do something they don't want to do. If you don't want to do it, they don't do it. What I'll say is if you're on the fence about it, um, I like to use the analogy of getting a trainer to get to the next level. So I, I've recently gotten uh, into fitness. And mm-hmm. so I went to the gym for about two years. I went to the gym every day for two years, every five days out of the week. Um, but I hadn't changed my diet. I honestly didn't really know what I was doing, but I got into the habit of going to the gym. And after two years, I didn't really see a whole bunch of results, nor did my performance increase. Um, But then I went and got a trainer, and the trainer told me what to eat, how many reps to do, how much weight to to lift, and he gave me a plan after I told him what my goal was, and he helped me achieve my goal, right? My point Mm -hmm. is um, you can try to do it on your own, but you you don't know everything. You're not the professional, and and you're not going to know everything. Um, so in the same way that you go to see a trainer to get to that next level of physical health and you go see a nutritionist, a nutritionist to, to reach your fitness and health goals, I think it's important to look at therapy as a a trainer, right? Like I want to reach the next level of intellectualism that I have by freeing up space to, to freeing up space that I would be using to 
solve internal conflicts. And also, too, I want to reach the next level of emotional health. I want to reach the next level of mental health. And so I say all of that to say that it's not a journey that ends. Like, you, you, you may learn some stuff, and you may go through some things, and you work through some things, and then you get some good information, and then you chew on it, you process it, you digest it, you apply it, and then, you know, for the, for the, the, the next six months of the year, and then that following year, you start off the, the year and, and go for another six months and see what else has uncovered, too, because you gotta, we're layers. We're people. So it's like, okay, you, you peel off one layer of, of insecurities or one layer of fear and doubt, but then beneath that, there's something else that's going to be mm-hmm. touching. You know what I'm saying? Then once you unpeel back that layer, there's going to be another layer. And so my two things are it's an ongoing journey, and even if you feel like everything is okay, but honestly, if you feel like everything is okay, everything is probably okay. You could you be oper- operating and 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 moving, you know, operating at a higher level? Yes, that we can always operate at a higher level. Right. Um. But if you think you're okay, you're probably okay. You may not be okay. It doesn't hurt to speak to someone to find out at the mm-hmm. very least. Just just to go and say, and 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 you may go to a therapist, and they may even say to you, you know, you 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 have things figured out. It's okay. And I'll say this, actually, the last, when I found my, my, my current therapist, I didn't really have anything going on. Like, I, I felt great, and, and my life was going great. But what I told him was, I, I know that I'm growing, and I know at this, I have this level and this stage of my life figured out. But what happens when I get that promotion? And now I'm in a position to where I'm managing people, right? I've never okay. dealt with that. What happens when I find a wife and we have kids? I've never dealt with that. So I said... I'm looking to find a therapist now and cultivate a relationship so that when things do come up, I have someone to go to in, in, in a moment of crisis rather than trying to establish a new relationship. So I'm going to circle back and say what I, my advice to someone who's skeptical about therapy, therapy is, even if you feel like everything is okay, it doesn't hurt to be proactive and, mm-hmm. and, and have, a, a, have a plan in case things hit the rails. You know what I'm saying? In case you feel like you're outside of your mental comfort zone or in case you feel like you're about to snap because we've seen a bunch of celebrities and I'm sorry to hear about the young man who took his life today, but sometimes you don't even know what's going on until it's just to a place to where it's unbearable. And and if you have a plan in place and someone who you know, you can reach out to, then that it just makes it that much easier to deal with that in the moment. Amazing. 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 Thank you so much, Malcolm for having the courage to come up here and give your advice and share your story with other Black men and other people who are wanting to seek therapy. I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys find some type of benefit from the conversation as well and find the encouragement you need to find the therapist that best suits you and the things that you are trying to overcome. Um, That's all. I'll see y'all next week for another amazing episode of Exceeding While Black. Peace and love. I'm out.